in this weekend one-timer, Ashley and Noah check in on the Habs two games played this week. They scold Connor McDavid, and they scold people who won't scold Connor McDavid. Enjoy this weekend one-timer. Welcome back to Fumble Puck, everybody. This is your weekend one-timer with Ashley and Noah. Ashley, how's your week going? It's going. It's still going. It's it's going. How about you? Oh, it's going. We're uh, we're locking down after tomorrow, so we get to do uh, Good Friday sales and then uh, lock it all down the next day. I don't think we're that far behind you, so. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And you know what? It's not an April Fool's joke. It's real. Yeah, who knows though? These this whole thing is like an April Fool's like a really bad April Fool's joke, right? Like do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, change this, change that. Like they don't know what they're doing, clearly. So I was looking at one of the policy documents and uh it says uh, allowed outdoor dining and then it says right under prohibited outdoor service. So what does that mean? Are you allowed to like order food somewhere and then sit on my patio and eat it even though you didn't order i don't know right it's so weird it's it makes no sense everything's backwards the rules are so vague it's wild it's crazy it's this whole thing is a little bit psychotic but stay home stay safe that's all you can you, do you know what's psychotic what people on hockey twitter on april fools the amount of fake trades and like people imitating actual team accounts just talking shit (laughs) Uh, it's crazy it's one of the few days out of the year where i actively avoid twitter as much as possible because i don't have time for all the garbage that pops up i was actually one today that was like i forget who bought was it it was carolina it was a fake fan from carolina and a fake fan from i forget the other place oh dallas and the dallas fan was like we have acquired seshnikov for for ben and the fan, like the, the, um, <laughs> must have freaked out. The Carolina fan wrote back saying, WTF, give him back. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. I thought it was quite funny. I mean, I don't find them funny. I find them stupid. But like that fake trade that someone texted me the other day that I was like, that's not true. And they're like, yeah, I heard it from good authority. And I texted you and I was like, listen to this one. And I knew it wasn't true. So give me props for learning. But yeah, that you, whole, were, you were on the ball with that one. I was. What was it? It was Mete, Ambaran, and Armia, I think, for someone. Was that what it was? It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was all our junk for something good. And they're not really <laughs> junk anymore, I guess. So we, we kind of have to check ourselves on that. <laughs> oh, for Dunn and Hoffman. It was for Dunn and Hoffman. That was the trade. Right. Like, that's going to happen. Okay. Sure. I'm pretty sure Dunn was drafted by Ottawa, wasn't he? I have no idea, but I'd li- I'd like to have instead. I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan. I used, I used to be a big fan of Dunn, and then the last like, year and a bit, I've been a little underwhelmed. Like he's just okay now, you know. He's he's all right. Well, what about Ghost? Is I, I can't even say his name. What about Ghost? <laughs> um, I would like him over Edmondson, but he's got real big like deficient like defensive liability bits to him. Like he's not good defensively. You know, he's basically a power play quarterback. So if we think we need that, then yeah, like I think about it. At the end of the day, I don't know how sold I would be on Shane Ghostbear. Okay, what about Gusev? I didn't you like him? You wanted him for a long time, if I remember correctly. He's on waivers today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, no, I'm over him. Uh, I used to think he had a lot of potential, and when he was dirt, like as a dirt cheap player, there's some value to it, right? Like, I'm a big believer in taking uh, calculated risk. Uh, I don't think at this stage of his career he's a calculated risk anymore. He's a uh, like he's not a great hockey player. You know, like the question's been answered for me. 
Right. Like, you yeah. had that one, like, really hot streak of, like, 45 games where everyone's like, ooh, this might be a player, but that nah, fizzled out. <laughs> okay, well, we're not getting him anyway, so don't worry about it, but... No, but we are getting wins this week is what we're getting. I know. What a weird feeling, eh? Like, what is this feeling? I, I ha- It's elation. It's weird. So I was I was watching... I watched both games, the Edmonton and the Ottawa game. That Ottawa game wrapped up not too long ago. My favorite part about the Edmonton game uh, was Deno shutting down McDavid the entire time. It just reminded me, I couldn't help but think back to uh, the playoffs, Montreal versus Pittsburgh, where Placanic was shutting down Crosby, and Crosby was, like, losing his mind. And they yeah. interviewed Placanic, and he was like, yeah, well, if Sidney Crosby's punching and slashing and hacking at me, I think I'm doing my job right. And, like, <laughs> it was perfect evidence McDavid was so angry he, t- he took a cheap shot right like that's how annoyed he was yeah and we will talk about that later because not yeah. okay with that cheap shot so not yeah. okay. no no at but, all uh, so the Deno line is the Deno line back are they back I think they're back okay well you know my opinion on this line so uh, it's everybody I think knows my opinion on this line they're whatever I again ye- okay you know my – I don't want to go into this because this part of my segment later is kind of about this, but there, I, no. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I, we're scoring. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. I'm too tired to fight about it. I don't care. I'm tired in general of this line. I, I really think if you were to put Deneau with Byron and Lekin in, you'd have just as good stats because he's a good defensive forward. So – I don't think it really matters who his wingers are, and I would like to give them a chance with another forward. Like, switch again, switch KK and Deneau. That's all I have to say. I, I'd be okay seeing that, but right now it looks like that line uh, is there for the long haul. But uh, aside from that line, uh, tell me about your your thoughts on the Edmonton game. I liked our game plan. I liked. I was really worried that we'd be rusty because we haven't skated or played in like a week, so, or it was nine days, so that was a little bit concerning. But we dominated them. We totally just dominated the heck out of them. It was awesome, and I loved it. And I loved – I actually noticed Tatar shadowing McDavid quite a few times too. Yeah. And, and he was doing a great job of it. And again, when McDavis being a dumbass and taking penalties, like, or whatever, should have been suspended, but taking penalties for all his little antics there, it's great. Like, that's what you want, right? It's exactly what you're trying to do. And they nailed it. And the whole team, even Kakanyemi, I mean, obviously was on against McDavid for that, like, five seconds. But yeah. I just love how they were all over them. They just, they played our game and went all over them. And it was wonderful. It feels really cool getting a shutout against one of the top three offensive teams in the league. It does, and I'm really happy for Price because he really deserved it. But I have to say something because tonight Jake Allen lost the shutout with like a minute remaining, which <laughs> typical Montreal. Who cares about the shutout? Like, yep, I'd rather. Sorry. I said, yeah, I agree. Who cares? It's such an overrated stat. Yeah, I don't care. I'd rather the win. I don't care what the score is as long as we're on the winning end. I don't give a shit if we lose. Uh, lose. I give a shit if we lose. I don't give a shit if we win six to two, six to five. I don't care. Just give me the win. To me, the shutout is like, I mean, I know goalies care about it or whatever. I think they'd rather just the win too, though. You know what I mean? Like their stats are their stats, good or bad. I mean, whatever. But like, I want the win. That's what matters to me. So that's just my opinion on that. Goalie stats in general are really a, a weird thing. Like it's it's hard to get excited about a goalie's save percentage and goals against average now. Like you look at like the, the advanced stats, like goals saved above average, and those are interesting. But goalies don't care about them. Like there's yeah. no real one goalie stat even even wins because sometimes the goalie sucks and your team still wins i'm looking at you toronto right like <laughs> you know how to, it's hard to actually parse out and evaluate a goalie 
individually. Right. So who cares about the shutout? We got the win. We'll take it. You know, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And then Allen played great tonight, too. So even better, right? What did you think of uh, Michael Froelich in these games? Well, when I first saw 67, I was a little bit confused. I was like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, who? Hmm, that's weird. He, he's been okay. Nothing. He is not wowing me like Corey Perry's wowing me, but he's he's okay. He's solid. I mean, he had a good chance tonight. He's been okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think like one of the things about him is that he hasn't been too noticeable. Uh, yeah. And on a fourth line, I don't think that's a bad thing, right? Like you, you're kind of looking for someone just to eat some minutes up. So he he did fine, and he was kind of overshadowed by how great of a game Jake Evans had tonight. So so there's there's a and and Corey Perry, of course. Like we'll get we'll get to that. But you know if if, if he's not hurting the team, I'm fine with it, right? Like he's a 12th skater for sure. And I think once Stall which is so weird to say, and Armia and Toffoli and possibly Caulfield come up, I mean, he won't be on the roster anymore. So unless we need him for some injuries, God forbid. Knock wood, but yeah. Yeah, like based on what I saw the last two games, you could convince me to keep Froelich in the lineup over Armia, but that's it. So like I'm not – like Stahl's taking his spot, right? Like, I, I really would, wouldn't mind Armia being traded. I Yeah, I'm – we need the cap space, and I'm okay with it. You? Yeah, I, we haven't noticed he's been gone, so. No, we have not. That is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, this Ottawa game tonight, uh, it was really cool to see us finally whoop Ottawa and not have to struggle through a game with them. I know. Like, what a rarity, right? They're always so – I don't understand why they're so hard for us to match up with. I don't get it. I think it's just easy to get up in the morning to play a game against the Canadians. If you're the Senators, you have no expectations. You know, like – you're just kind of trying to put on a show with no pressure. I guess that's the Senators' advantage is that they haven't had a pressure game in three years, right? So, Yeah, I just – I don't know why they play us so hard. It's not just us. It's us, Toronto. The only team that kicks their ass all the time is Edmonton. But that's the thing, right? There's no expectations for the actual win. These are kids just playing to grow, develop, and make a name for themselves. Then if you're someone like Connor Brown kind of, right, you're looking just to make sure you're solidifying your reputation so you cash out at the right time. You know, it it makes sense that they play hard individually because they don't have to care about the team result necessarily. And they do, I'm sure, you know, like they seem like they're a good locker room, but uh, there's no pressure. Yeah, I wonder, like, they're going to be, I really think they're going to be like dynamite in the next like five years. Well, they're going to have to figure out how to offload Matt Murray's contracts first. <laughs> I love when that one happened. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's the thing. We always talk about, like, if you look at Ottawa's prospect pool and their young talent, you, you, of course the obvious answer is, yeah, they're going to be great, right? But yep. how many teams have we seen do this and then not be great? Like, like look at Edmonton, right? They sucked forever, you know? Yep. So. It, it really depends on what they do with this talent and make sure they're doing it properly. And, you know, they might get into the same kind of problem that Columbus has where, you know, everyone ages out pretty quickly and takes the money somewhere else because Melnick doesn't want to pay. And it's not that Columbus doesn't want to pay. It's just that people don't want to stay there. But that you know what I mean, right? Like, people, yeah. why would you want to stay in Ottawa if they're bad, you know? I was just going to say that. Like, I feel bad for the players that are on really crappy teams that are kind of stuck you know what I mean? Like, it's like you, they signed their contract to play for whoever that stinks this year, like Buffalo, let's say. And it's like, like Jack Eichel, he must want out so bad, but he can't say it. You know what I mean? Like, he can ask for a trade quietly, but he can't really be like, get me out of here. Or maybe he can. We'll see. But I wish he could say it. You wish he would say it? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish players were allowed to say whatever they wanted. Yeah, they're clearly not because, you know, hockey PR and they're coached to what to say. But yeah, it's Eric Stahl's probably like, thank you. You know? 
Well, that was his like little soundbite there, right? The best part yeah. about that is I don't have to answer questions about it. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He actually co- I watched something today about it. Sportsnet did with him yesterday, and he commented how his family is like his wife bought like Habswag, and how his kids were watching the game the night before against Edmonton. They're like, Dad, you're on a really good team. Like, they haven't <laughs> that's said that awesome. For, they haven't said that for a while, you know. <laughs> that makes me so happy to hear. Actually, I didn't hear that. That's so good. I'll try to tweet out the link on the um, on the pod on the pod Twitter. Nice, yeah. So check it out, listeners, all four of you. So going into the game tonight, uh, I've I've referenced a couple of times Dom Schizen's model, right? Yeah, he has. So the the top four teams in our division, so Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and us, we all have a ninety three percent or better chance of making the playoffs based on the schedule, the standings. So on based on his model, it would take a cataclysmic failure for either Vancouver or Calgary or Ottawa, but probably not right to to uh, unseat uh, one of the those four. Okay, I like those odds. 93. Yeah, they're really good odds. So if you look at the way our schedule breaks out the next little while, because like if we're losing to Toronto, because uh, we have a lot of games coming up against Toronto, right? It's yeah. not as bad as if we're losing to Calgary, who's actively trying to take our spot, right? So the right. fact that we got a lot of our Vancouver games over with already is actually a good thing now. If you, and what's interesting with Vancouver being on COVID protocol right now, they're not going to have played in 14 days, if I saw that correctly today. Yeah. Team. That's two weeks. That's crazy. I mean, that's a great break for them if they're injured, but like that's a lot of time that they're not playing hockey. They're lucky they got so many games out of the way before that. You yeah, know? they're lucky because that's going to suck. And I don't think they're going to be able to finish their schedule. Just I can't imagine it. It's crazy. 14. That's insane. Like we had nine and we came out flying. And I think we should get this sm- the same break right before playoffs. Just the thought. It won't happen, but you know. <laughs> But look how good we are when we arrested. I know. I wish. If I was the commissioner of the NHL, I would just stack everything in Montreal's favor. <laughs> and Columbus's favor. But, like, Columbus would have to lose against Montreal in, like, the conference final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that cannon ever again. Do they still have the cannon in the empty arena? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my poor ears. Okay. I love the cannon. I'm a big cannon fan. It's so loud. I don't like loud noises. Oh, no. No. It's a hockey game. It's supposed to be loud. Yeah, but that's a whole other level of loud. Like, no, no, no. Cannons, <laughs> war, scary. No, not my thing. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So uh, we got we only have one game up this weekend. We have a game on Saturday against Ottawa again. What are you uh, What are you looking for in that? What are your thoughts on that? What do you uh, What do you want to see? So today Eric, I didn't. What's what? Oh, with Eric Stahl, is that what you said? Yeah. No, he apparently isn't out of quarantine until after Saturday. I thought it was Friday. Uh, and they're off Sunday, so he'll be able to train with the team on Monday, and we have a game Monday night. However, I didn't love our game plan tonight, to be honest. I actually felt kind of nervous in the first. I thought Ottawa was coming at us a bit more than I wanted them to. I want us to repeat my Tuesday's game, like against Edmonton. Let's let's try that for the next, like, I don't know, um, eight weeks or nine weeks or so. That'd be great. Nope. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, now that you mention it, like that, the game plan against Edmonton was really to lock down Drysaddle and McDavid and and not worry about the rest too much because Ottawa doesn't have as much uh, high end talent. They have a more like you know they have a dis- more of a dispersion, I guess. Montreal didn't feel compelled to play as hard against them. They just kind of let their they rolled their four lines and let them do their work, right? So yeah. it, it, different game plans both worked. 
But uh, yeah. and it was funny to see how like how how dominant uh, certain players were in this game, right? Like they just like the, the senders don't have the experience to keep up with some of our guys. No, for sure. I just found the game a little bit boring tonight, so I'm hoping that'll be a bit more exciting, and we still win it on Saturday. Personally, that's my hope. What do you hope for? Yeah, I will agree with you. It was it was not as exciting. Uh, my hope for Saturday is is I I want to get one more win. I, uh, I I like like of course obviously I want to win. That's kind of a silly thing to say, I suppose. But uh, I really want another strong game. I like that um, right before the break and now into the break, like after the break. I like that this team is slowly reshaping the media narrative around them again. Everyone's like, oh, so they weren't as good as they were when they won ten games in a row. They weren't, or they, they, their first 10 games record, they're not as bad as they were afterwards, but that new middle ground they're in is still a really good team. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I, I completely agree. And look how many players we're missing. We're missing Toffoli and Stahl and Armia and Caulfield's coming. You know, like we're missing um, Sherratt. Like we're missing four main pieces to our roster, or possibly five. So, and we're still dominating. So that's pretty good, you know? If uh, if Toffoli is healthy on Saturday, do you put him in the lineup or do you not mess with it because it's against Ottawa and we just kick their butts with this roster? I would put him in. You wouldn't? He's our number one scorer. Why wouldn't you put him in? Because the lines worked well and maybe one extra game of rest might help him. I don't know. I mean, I doubt he'll play on Saturday, if I'm being honest. That means he practices tomorrow. He hasn't practiced with the team yet at all, so I highly doubt that's happening. But maybe by Monday he'll be back. I don't think by tomorrow, uh, by Saturday. But who knows? Who comes out? Like Froelich and Lekkinen? Why are we taking out two players for one? Stahl and uh, Tivoli. Uh, Stahl only gets his first practice with the team on Monday. Doubtful he comes in Monday too. But yeah, I would Well, I would definitely put Tivoli back with with uh, KK. So that would be... I wouldn't take out Lekkinen necessarily. I don't know. I'd have to look at the roster. Maybe Byron. It's, hard to, it's hard to justify pulling out Byron now, though. He's been on fire. I know. Lekkinen, he took a really dumb penalty tonight. So possibly Lekkinen. Yeah, maybe Lekkinen and Froelich for those two. All right. I don't know. What would you do? Same thing? Uh, I think so. But everyone knows I love Arturi Lekkinen a lot. So I'm I'm not going to go on the record saying scratch Arturi Lekkinen. <laughs> I like Lekkinen a lot too. So does my mom. You and my mom are his biggest fans. And yeah, have- I, I watched him uh, in the World Juniors uh, when it was in Montreal. Like I was, I'm, I've been a fan for so long. I wanted to draft him. I was happy when we drafted him. I'm like, I'm so sold on this kid. Yeah, I know. You've been a huge Lekkinen fan forever. So is my mom. The two of you, yeah. I'm telling you. Um, can we do a neon knee jerk reaction that you have a neon knee jerk reaction this time? Yeah, I'm always ready for those. I'm, I'm ready. Go for it. Okay, so let's start with, you know those fans who wear green colors, like neon green colors? What's your thought on them? Like the green man group kind of like? No, no. The fans who like try to distract you because they're wearing fluorescent green in the arena and like banging on the glass. Those. Oh, I love it. Really? Yeah, I love it. I think uh, gamesmanship is a big part of any NHL game, and it's hard to get the fans into the game. If you're a fan and you can distract the other team, I, I'm all for it. I think that's a, a great responsibility, and it makes you a little, like, mini-famous. I'm cool with that, too. Uh, anything fans do to distract players, I'm I'm all for it. Okay, that's an interesting reaction. Totally. How- like, I would scream at players, no problem. Like, when I used to go to games, I used to yell at Chara from, like, the 300s, being like, Chara! <laughs> You suck, and like the the, the rose would like laugh, you know. <laughs> I've been at games where you've been next to me yelling about how hot Hal Gill is. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I used to yell at Hal Gill to add me on Facebook during games. <laughs> but, like you have to time it for when, like after people have cheered, so like when it gets really quiet, and then it's just like Hal Gill, two minutes for looking so good. 
remember you yelling that at one of the games that I went to with you, and I was dying. It was so funny. I also love Hal Gill. I'm a, I've, I'm a huge fan. I know you are. I know. Um, okay, how about how many goals should your number one center have? Uh, anywhere from 10 to 50. Okay, how should your number one center only have 10 goals? That's not very good. Well, if he has like, you know, 60 assists. Okay, but okay. Well, fine in that case, but okay. And then my last one. But the most important part about the number one center is this, though, is I expect a number one center to outscore, like to have a positive goal differential. That's the key. There would be no scenario in which it's acceptable for number one center to have a negative goal differential. Okay. Good point. Okay. And the last neon knee jerk reaction for tonight is going to be what's your thoughts on our penalty kill? Uh, it's like the one kind of piece of the team you're kind of looking to bump up a little bit now, right? I don't know. Our power plays was pretty crappy the last two games, too. Well, we're still averaging super high. There's, there's some statistical regression in the power play. Like, it's okay to miss for two games when you've been, like, the best in the league for the past eight or nine, right? Uh, right. Our penalty kill is good. Um, I, I really missed, and I don't, I didn't see it as much from Lekin in uh, the last two games. But in, in our first ten games where we were really on fire and creating all those shorthanded chances, uh, what I loved was how aggressive they were attacking. Like, they were relentless. They had no fear. They had no fear with letting the other team t- get a lane and take a shot because they were just attacking, right? And we yeah. got a shorthanded goal tonight, so that's amazing. Amazing. It worked out. It's good. It's not great. It's like, and I think we're ranked like 19th or something in the league, right? So it's very average. Right. I was actually about to tweet tonight. Can we get a shorty when he scored a shorty? So I just deleted my whole tweet and wrote, shorty, it's about time. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think like our penalty kill is uh, scary for some teams because of how fast it is, right? Like, yeah. And they just can't lose that aggressiveness. I would imagine like, like they always say, oh, your best penalty killer has to be your goaltender. That That's true. Our best penalty killers, though, have been our forwards who have been scoring shorthanded goals. Like Paul Byron and Atari Lekkinen are our best penalty killers. Absolutely. They forecheck like crazy. That's why I like them. And that's why I really am a huge fan of Lekkinen also because he for- he's our best forechecker. He's amazing at it. So, yeah. Those were good reactions. <laughs> well, I'll come up. That was a very short notice one because I actually had none written down. So I'm glad. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, but I do have one more question. Yes. Not knee jerk. Okay. So people are talking about Phil Deneau being our number one center again. You know my thoughts on this. Yep. He has a career high 13 goals. Yes. Name me any other first line centers, and he doesn't have 60 assists. Name me any other team with first line centers that have lesser or equal to career high 13 goals. It doesn't have to be tonight. This can be for Sunday. But just think about it and get back to me on that. Because this so is why. If I'm this- hearing this correctly, you're yeah. asking me for our recording on Sunday to make the case as to why Phil Deneau is a first line center. Precisely, but don't do it to piss me off. <laughs> okay, so in a non-combative way, explain why Phil Deneau is a first-line center. Okay, and I'm going to go on the record ahead of time saying uh, this year I'm not sure if he's a first-line center, so I haven't done all my homework yet, but okay. I will say the last couple of years he has been a low-end first-line center or like one of the best second-line centers in the league. Is that because of lack of talent on the Habs at center, however? I would say it's so my argument will come down to the concept of how do you define a top line center? And that's where I'm going to hinge my argument uh, for the jury. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. We'll save that for Sunday. We're going to write that down. That's actually a great topic. That, that'll be a good little segment to talk about on Sunday. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, though, Sidney Crosby is my definition of a first-line center, and Nathan McKinnon, good luck. So you will get to that. Uh, they are first-line centers. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my point. Just leave it at that. Anyways, that's my that's my rebuttal to you, but it's all good. So, yeah, I just had to ask you that because I'm seeing it a lot on Twitter again tonight, and it's making me kind of irritated. Not that he's not playing great. He is, but really. five games, they're, they're back that line. It's, it's wicked. Awesome. We need it, but they should not be labeled our first line. That's my only qualm with this, but it's all good. Okay. So back right, to so our. Gearing up for the weekend. All right. So we got some games coming up this weekend. Uh, Friday, the one I want everyone to be looking for if you're not watching. Well, obviously, the Habs aren't playing Friday, but Calgary and Edmonton are playing. Uh, I want everyone listening to cheer for Connor McDavid that game. Uh, the more we pound down uh, Calgary and Vancouver now, the uh, easier our lives are. So uh, I know we were mad at him from uh, Tuesday, but you have to cheer for McDavid. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, Saturday, you get an afternoon game, a 1 p.m. start time between Pittsburgh and Boston, two teams that are really strong, doing really well. Pittsburgh's kind of been turning it on again lately because they're never out as usual, I guess, right? Whenever we think they're done, they're not. Um, so that should be an exciting one. And then Sunday, I've got Washington versus New Jersey uh, because Alex Ovechkin is still heating up. He's catching up in the goal race, and uh, that's always exciting to watch and New Jersey is easy to boo so it's great we have to talk about that hit that knee that uh, elbow to Kakaniemi and did you see the McKinnon helmet throw I did not see the helmet throw you didn't see it oh my god no it okay well check it out on Twitter I'll also retweet that from the fumble puck pod uh, Twitter handle but ooh, what was your thoughts on that lovely elbow to KK's face uh, yeah it sucked like uh, so here's the thing like is it a suspendable hit? Uh, I don't know. I like my personal opinion. Uh, I think there's an argument for it. If someone says it should just be a penalty, uh, I have time for that. What I don't have any time for that I think is just freaking nuts is people saying, well, it's fine because it happens to him all the time. That's a ridiculous take. Uh, I think Sid Cicero, Cicero yes. from uh, formerly of Sportsnet, right? Tim Timmons said, he he said alluded to that in Twitter the other day. That's just a garbage take. Like, it's terrible. He, hitting someone doesn't, or getting hit doesn't allow you to hit other people illegally. I Like, if you're making an argument the refs suck and they need to clamp down on that stuff, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you're saying it's not suspendable, whatever, we can have that discussion. What you can't say in good faith is that he's allowed to do it because it happens to him. That's just terrible. Bad take. That was my, um, that was my dumb take that someone else is going to say. Uh, so I'm just getting to that right away like that's a dumb take you shouldn't subscribe to that that's a it's absolutely ridiculous that you would think that i completely agree with you i mean that's like saying i actually tweeted back at him saying if it happened to your kid how would you feel what kind of stupidity is that just because somebody hits your like somebody in the head because they're upset and they're being a baby doesn't give them the right to do it because they had it happen to them before big deal like if now and imagine if it was the reverse and kk hit mcdavid in the face like that Oh, people be freaking out and KK would be suspended. And here's the thing. McDavid already has a history. He's already given a headshot before. So It was 18 months ago. Remember how we discussed? It doesn't discussed? count anymore, right? <laughs> it was over 18 months ago. Yeah, exactly. Which is such bullshit. Yeah. Like, God, it's ridiculous. Anyways, that, that's a dumb hot take that someone else is going to uh, – that, well, that has been popping up and you should avoid. Uh, do you want to hear my hot take? Yes, I do. The Habs will finish this season – better than fourth place in the division. So either first, second, or third. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you're, you, you heard it here first. You want to hear my hot take that you're probably going to yell at me for pissing off the hockey gods? Yes. The Habs are winning the cup this year. 
Okay. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, I don't know how, I don't know what to say right now. You, you, I wasn't expecting that. You threw me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm pissing off the hockey gods. Oh, wow. Cause we've been like joking about drafting 32nd overall. Uh, we, we, I don't think we've ever dove into that, but, um, Hey, if ever there was a year to take advantage and do it, I, I like our team. I'm yeah. just, I, you know what the one thing that terrifies me is, right? What? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, I know. That's what I thought you were going to say. There's, there's too much. There's too much. We've been making fun of them for 60 years. Like, at some point, karma is going to have to bite us. Okay, but we're all making fun of them. It's not just us. It's like every single team out there. Yeah, but the other teams don't matter. We're special. Why are we special? Because we're the Montreal Canadiens. We're the best hockey team in history. Okay, and they're one of the worst. What's your point? Exactly. At some point in time, God is going to be like, zap, and ruin our chances because he's mad at us for chirping them. I think he's already done that with all the crap we've gone through in the last, like, I don't know, 23 years or something. I think we're good. No, that's the thing. We've only gone through 23 years of it. They've gone through, like, 60. I lied. It's more than 23. It's like The last time Toronto won a playoff series, HDTV wasn't invented. Neither was color TV. It was brand new, apparently. Did you know no, that was that? the last time they won a cup. The last time they won a playoff oh. round, HDTV wasn't invented. Sorry, I was. I thought you said cup. Yeah, no, I know. Crazy. Look, what? I, look, we can't control it. It is what it is. We can't control anything. I just that's my hot take. You asked me for one. I'm giving you one. Now, I, I, I respect it. I respect it. It's it's. You are more courageous than I am. And if I had a microphone, I'd drop it. I do have a microphone, but I'm not about to drop it. So you know. Don't drop it. <laughs> you can't afford to replace it right now. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> exactly. But mic drop, theoretical. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And uh, I think that's kind of, we're kind of wrapping up for the week. That was our weekend one-timer. Uh, lockdowns are plenty coming up. So uh, everyone stay safe and uh, good luck trying to figure out what the actual rules are, I suppose. You want to uh, drop a plug? Sure. So check out our handles on social media, which is at Fumble Puck Pod. Also on Facebook, it's Fumble Puck Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. We're on every single streaming app for the podcast, as far as I know, if we're not, please let us know. You can always email us, ashley at fumblepuckpod.com or noah at fumblepuckpod.com. That's Noah with an H. And um, yeah, stay safe, get vaccinated if you can, and have a wonderful, wonderful Easter weekend. Cheers, everybody. Take it easy.